Well, 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 it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been quite a while since I've talked into this phone to talk on a podcast. In quite a while. I think it's almost been a year. More than a year. It's been a long time. And life has surely changed. (laughs) Life has kind of... Uh, my life got flipped, turned upside down. (laughs) Life is just very different. Very odd. Compared to what it used to be. Odd in a good way. I don't think odd has to be bad. Um, hi. It's me. I'm back. I don't know for how long I'll be back, but I am. Um. I just want to (laughs) talk. I've had friends ask me, like, where's the new one? We're waiting for you to bring it back. And I've had these ideas of, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. I wanted to originally come back and talk about that whole Doja Cat in South America debacle. Um, Which, like, if you think you have ownership of somebody's, like, time... It's so bizarre. Even if they are a big celebrity and even if they are a big artist, they're just a person. And this is not me defending celebrities. I think celebrity culture should die. (laughs) You'll never catch me celebrating a celebrity (laughs) and like being obsessed with them. Um, Because they're wealth hoarders at the end of the day. But, um, you know... You don't have ownership of an artist's, like, time. And you don't know them. They don't know you. You, you know, their music is important to you in really big moments of your life. And they're meaningful. And you've cried and you've celebrated and you've had all these moments with their music. But that's their music, not them. So, I don't... I just think that that, the whole situation was so bizarre. And people reporting that she was quitting music... She was never going to quit music. I think she was just, like, over it and wanted everyone to leave her the fuck alone. So people that were taking her... People who take her seriously, like, not as, like... She's a serious artist, and she makes great music. She won a Grammy. Like, she should be taken seriously. But people who take her seriously in that way kind of freak me out. (laughs) I don't know. She's very much of the internet. And I guess because I'm very much of the internet, I get it. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I So that's, that was something I was originally going to talk about. I was going to come back and talk about that and talk about other stuff and talk about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. <laughs> Not me saying, I don't care about celebrities. You'll never catch me talking about a celebrity like that to me talking about a celebrity like that. Not her about to marry her Pete Davidson. Literally Pete Davidson. Like, hello, Miss Girl. She's a rebound. Don't we all know this? They're just a fun rebound. Stop posting him. <laughs> um, but yeah. I have, like, a whole slew of things in my head I still, like, want to quip about. But the one thing that's been on my mind today... Maybe it's like, you know, the full moon. I'm still an astrology girl. (laughs) I still, you know, 
track the sun and the stars and the planets. I'm still that bitch. <laughs> Even though I pretend I'm not, I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Like, I have spreadsheets of, like, what's going where and what's doing what. <laughs> and I know what's happening in, like, in my chart at all times. Um, I just want to talk about, I don't know, being in a relationship that's nice. And I want to talk about it and not fucking jinx it. This is what always happens to me. I talk about something that makes me feel good and I jinx it and it gets fucked up <laughs> the next second. And I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. So I'm putting lots of good juice all over this so that way it doesn't, you know, get fucked up. And I'm very protective of it. Not in a bad way. Not in a like, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to see. I don't want blah, 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 blah. I'm just very protective of it. Very protective of what we have and what we share. Because it's really special to me. Not that previous relationships haven't been special to me, but this one is special in a different way. I don't know how to explain it. It's just different. It feels good. Nothing feels bad. Which is weird that nothing feels bad. Because I'm used to it always feeling bad. It always used to feel bad. Oh my god, the pain. The horrible fucking pain every day. Just wondering when I could feel good. <laughs> it was just a lot. And now there's like no... There's nothing of that. It's like a full embrace of me, myself and I. Of like me and my family and my people. and A full embrace of like... Just a full embrace of of me and my essence and who I am as a human being without any judgment, without any precedent, without any negative thought. And I really do like that. And I really do love that. And I've I've been thinking not to compare because I'm, this is something that I'm not. I don't want to um, end up in a cycle of like comparing to my previous relationship or previous life. <clears throat> and I don't want to get stuck in that cycle. But to compare it, I mean, it's vastly different. A complete, like, 360. A total, like, move. Not a 360. Is it a 180? <laughs> See, I'm already fucking it up. <laughs> it's just completely different. Right? completely and utterly different from what I've experienced and there's no expectation there's no pressure there's no need to be a certain way or I don't know and I've just been thinking about that a lot because it is the you know full moon in Libra or it was and I always love Libra like Libra energy maybe it's because my dad is a Libra and I grew up around it, so I know how to, like, navigate it. But I've always gotten along with Libras. Like, any anyone I meet, any Libra I meet, I instantly get along with. And I just know that energy so well. It's one of the air signs that I get along with. I get along with Aquarians. I get along with Geminis. But 
there's always like a guard that I have up for some reason and I can't explain why. There's always like a little bit of a guard, like slightly. I'm like, yeah, we can laugh, we can talk, we can hang out, but I don't know. There's just, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's on my end. And I think it's just maybe like, that's how I am as a person. I don't even know if that's like a sign thing. I don't even want to like assign it to that and be like, I don't get along with this sign, blah, blah, blah. I think it's just maybe in general. It's just I always have like a little bit of a guard up, a little bit of a wall up. Because I'm scared to be myself. Not necessarily to be myself. I think I am myself at all times. But I'm I'm nervous that I might say the wrong thing or look the wrong way or act the wrong way. And people will just like bounce. People will just leave. People will go and not want to be my friend anymore. And I've kind of always had that fear. And I think it's just a guard that I have up in general. Like just a constant thing. And I've observed it in myself that I just am that way. I just have a guard. But let's zoom back to astrology. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be me without that. I don't have that with Libras. I don't have that sense of pretense. I don't have that sense of like, I need to have a wall up. It's like, here I am. This is me. I always have. I also have that with Pisces. Because my mom is one. <laughs> so I understand the energy. I understand it. I understand how to communicate how to with them. I know how to act around them. I know what they like, what they don't like, what they expect, what they don't expect. Same with Libras. <clears throat> I just, I know, I just know that. So my best friend's a Pisces. And we've been best friends forever. We just get each other. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> But anyway, um, I just, Libra always puts me in this really emotional space of like cherishing what I have and, and looking back on my life and seeing where I've gone and where I am. And I just want to look at where I've gone and where I am and share that. I think a lot of people know where I've been before what my life was like, I don't know, two years ago, pre-pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic really changed not only my life, but everyone else's lives around me and the world. And it's just so drastically different. I couldn't even, I probably wouldn't even recognize myself if past me saw future me now she'd be like what is this what is your life a new job completely different field from what I was doing before and now I'm thinking of switching it again because I have that ability to and I'm not afraid to a new car <laughs> which might not sound like a big deal but a big deal to me when I had that car my old car for freaking years took it with me everywhere did everything with it drove it to joshua tree drove it to big bear drove it anywhere and everywhere that i could cars hold a lot of memory for me some of the most important conversations i've ever had happened in a car some of my favorite moments have happened in cars i'll just sit in my car i love my car i loved that car and i love this new one it's kind of like a representation of like the new era of me I keep it a lot cleaner I take a lot more care of it not that I didn't take care of the old one but this one I pay special attention to 
I don't spay it. You can't spay a car. But I pay special attention to it. And I think I do that now with my life. I try to pay special attention to the details of my life. Make sure things are going right. Financially, I don't know. I don't think anybody is good financially right now. If you're if you're stable financially right now, you're lying. You're a liar to me. <laughs> you know, I still like to buy pretty things. And now it's less about like pretty things to make me artificially feel good for a little bit. It's pretty things to make me feel good all the time. Pretty things I put up in my home, pretty things I put on my body, pretty things I like to smell. Pretty things I like to hear, pretty things I like to cook with, and and I want everything to feel good always. And like, yeah, you have unremarkable days, right? But if my day is going to be unremarkable, I at least want it to be aesthetically beautiful. <laughs> right? Like, is that is that too much to ask? <laughs> for something to be aesthetically beautiful even though it's an unremarkable day (laughs) you could say that (laughs) i was gonna bring it back to the celebrity thing aesthetically beautiful but unremarkable (laughs) that's how they all are to me aesthetically pleasing professionally beautiful absolutely unremarkable (laughs) but like you know um i was listening to this podcast called maintenance phase it's one of my favorites it's awesome michael hobbs is one of my favorite journalists um so i've listened to both his podcasts i try to listen to everything that he's on i love his twitter i love his content on youtube like i just really i think he's a a really really fabulous journalist and i've been thinking about getting back into journalism because of him and um he said this on maintenance phase where he said like most of your dinner is unremarkable most of the times that you eat breakfast lunch and dinner it's unremarkable and i took that took that to heart right because while (sighs) this sounds like a contradiction and i think just i'm accepting the contradictions of of me but like I've been really trying to unlearn diet culture, how I eat and what I eat and why I used to pay so much attention to it and what are the causes of it and why that was so important to me and um, kind of realizing like, oh, like it's, un- it's unremarkable. Eating is an unremarkable moment majority of the time. You're just eating to sustain your body. It's when it's special, you remember it. It's when it's remarkable, you remember it. And I thought, if most of the moments of my life are unremarkable, right? Like driving to work is an unremarkable moment for me. I do it three, four times a week in the morning. I'm tired. I'm usually late, so I'm rushing out the door. I saw another thing on Sex and the City because I'm rewatching that. <laughs> my whole life is just references. You could blame Gilmore Girls when I foundational piece of media for me (laughs) blame me watching Gilmore Girls when I was 12 and never forgetting it (laughs) and I'm 27 turning 28 but um Carrie Bradshaw says I'm 10 minutes late to everything like perpetually 10 minutes late always (laughs) that's me I'm always late 
I'm always at least five to ten minutes late to something. I'm trying to work on it. But anyway, the drive to work is so unremarkable. The drive home is so unremarkable. Most of the time. Why not be around things that make me happy? That make that drive a little bit more memorable. Remarkable? It's not remarkable, but why not make that drive feel good? Like, why not just feel nice? So, like, yeah, I bought a fuzzy steering wheel. And I love the fuck out of that thing. Yeah, I put cute little stickers on my car. I love the fuck out of them. They have glitter. (laughs) Yeah, I put a cute little license plate holder on my car. It's cute. (laughs) Like, I want this to be at least beautiful. If the moments of my life are going to be so boring most of the time so unmemorable why not make them look pretty so i've just been investing a lot of time in like i don't want my things to look pretty i want things to feel pretty i want things to feel good because they didn't for like ever (laughs) and now like things feel good i feel like i'm finally settling in because my life was just such a rapid change like blink of an eye oh new job oh new car oh new person what is this oh new things i'm doing like all of a sudden new people new everything in the blink of an eye my life had completely changed in like a month literally from july to august from august to september so like two months to drastically different chapters i would i would say honestly books i would honestly say this is like the sequel maybe not the sequel this is like the third movie (laughs) the third movie in a series is always the one that's the most calm and i feel like i'm in the third movie patiently and anxiously awaiting the fourth (laughs) the fourth book split into two movies i'm waiting for from Breaking Dawn, <laughs> part one. What's the Harry Potter? I never watched Harry Potter, but what is the last Harry Potter movie? I think I know the names of them. It's like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one and two. Waiting for that. Waiting for... Oh, that doesn't make sense, because Return of the King is the third one in the Lord of the Rings series. And all of the Star Wars movies comes in threes. Maybe... Maybe I'm in my second movie. I don't know this analogy is falling apart anyway (laughs) but like i don't know things feel calm knock on wood hang on let me knock on some wood i want you guys to hear me knock on wood uh knock on wood (laughs) because things feel calm things feel good things feel right things feel like how i've always wanted them to feel i've worked so hard to get to where i want to be I had this feeling for a while and it still comes up from time to time of like I've worked so hard to get to where I want to be do I even deserve it? Do I even want it? And I've sat and I think and I'm like yeah I do want this do I deserve it? That's a different question and a lot of things have been popping up of like deserving right? I had gotten COVID in the end of December And I'm very grateful that I had gotten 
my vaccine, both shots, I got my booster, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I'm very grateful for my health and very grateful for my body and very grateful that I didn't, I haven't suffered from long COVID, which I know a lot of people do. It's really like detrimental. And maybe in some ways I do have like long COVID. I feel a little bit more fatigued when I do things, but I also also think it's like a switch in my lifestyle where I was walking constantly at work and now I'm just kind of sedentary sitting at a desk and so combined with those together you know I put on a little I put on a little weight and that's never been a problem with me I've never really had issues with weight um let me phrase this I have had issues with weight where I've always felt like I'm the bigger person, right? Growing up, I was I went through puberty really young, so I was always like the bigger person as a child amongst all the other kids in like elementary school. I went through puberty when I was nine. I was really, really young, so I was taller than everybody else. I had gained a little bit more weight than everybody else because I'm going through puberty. I'm a child. You know, I'm not monitoring my weight, and that was never really a household I grew up in where it was like diet culture. It was like, mm, we should eat a little healthy and we should eat right, but never like, you need to diet. Um, never doing like, you need to do Weight Watchers or anything. I don't remember that ever happening. I think my mom mentioned Weight Watchers once and she went to a meeting and was like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like this lifestyle. Um, so like, I've never really had conflict with my body in that way where my mom or my parents, or anybody in my home was shaming me for my body. Um, I had gotten bullied one time in elementary school because I was just bigger than everybody else. And that hurt my feelings, but it was one time, and I was able to kind of, like, brush it off and move past it. I don't know, maybe this is a conversation I have to have with my therapist because maybe it does bother me. But, you know, I don't really have that relationship with my body that a lot of other folks have I think I have a pretty or have had up until this point a pretty solid relationship with my body ups and downs I like it some days I don't uh, I don't think don't like it isn't the right word but like you know I feel not great about it some days but it's always, I've always tried to be very neutral about my body. But since I've, my life has changed, right? And I got COVID, I was in quarantine for 14 plus days. Um, was it 14? I think it, I think I did 11 days. I think my doctor had said 11. So I was in quarantine for like 11 days. And I started in this new job. I put on some weight and now I kind of feel a little bit of a ways about it. And I started getting these thoughts in my head of, well, do I deserve to be loved? Do I deserve to look good? And I was, I've never thought this related to weight, related to my body. I've never thought this in my life. And I started thinking about that. And then I started thinking, well, then this is fat, my internalized fat phobia talking this is this is literally what fat phobia is and i was listening to maintenance phase 
and that really taught me about like how we unconsciously view fat folks how we unconsciously view ourselves and our own bodies and our relationship to deserving because of our body and I had never thought these things before in my life and they come up from time to time now still and I think where I don't understand where I, these thoughts had suddenly come from and I realize you know it's that fat phobia and so it's questions like this that are popping up in my head right and not only just related to my body but related to like just who I am of do I deserve this do I deserve to be happy this entire weekend I just spent you know with my partner we just laid in bed and hung out and went over to my family's house and hung out and went out to a little cute market the night market and hung out and you know I got to see my friends this weekend and it was a beautiful weekend beautiful weather like that perfect California weather it's like 70 between 72 and 75 a little breezy where you have to wear just like a light jacket at night but like you know beautiful weekend and I think am I deserving of this like am I a good person because I was convinced for so long I wasn't a good person and I don't even know what the, what the fuck it means to be a good person what does that mean? What do I have to do in order to be a good person? Is it just the traditional, well, you volunteer. Does that mean you're a good person? Tons of people volunteer. It doesn't mean they're good people. Tons of people volunteer. They're abusers. Does Is it donating money? Tons of people donate. Are they good people? Are they abused? Like, you can do all these societal expectations of what it is to be a good person. But does that make you a good person? What, what's his name? Jeff Bezos donates money. Is he a good person? I would say no. <laughs> I would say absolutely not. What does it mean to really be a good person and I have to investigate what it means to be a good person to me what do I think a good person is uh, I don't know I don't know what it means to be a good person but I'll try to be whatever it is I think is good I guess I have to figure that out what does it mean to be good and and I guess, why do I put so much pressure on me to be good? Why do I have to be a good person? Is it because I was convinced I wasn't? Convinced that I wasn't a good person? Convinced I was like scum of the earth? Convinced that like... <laughs> this relationship makes me want to kill myself? I heard that all the time. Is that what, you know... I have to like investigate why 
feel like I'm not. And I know the reasons why I feel that way, right? I know the reasons why I feel like I'm not that good person and why I have to be one. Why I strive so hard to be one. It's just, um, interesting. <laughs> interesting trying to figure out what does it mean to be a good person? And what, why am I striving to be one? Why am I so convinced that, like, why, why do I keep asking myself, do I deserve this? Do I deserve this? Do I deserve this? And I think I'm now just settling into the, I do deserve this. And also questioning, what does it mean to deserve? What does deserve mean? See what I mean? Like, my brain just goes... That overthinking, overanalyzing everything, you know, you can't critical think your way out of feelings. And I think I'm trying to unlearn that. I can't critically think my way out of things. But it's been really nice because in this new phase, this new era of my life, I'm trying not to think so much and just be and do and just live and enjoy and my partner is really good at that <laughs> really good at just letting me talk letting me think letting me ask questions but then also allowing me to just rest and to just have fun and to not think and to just enjoy life whatever it is and then also you know forcing me to do the things that are important you know you have to study you have to study <laughs> not my partner forcing me to study because he knows that's important you know, emphasizing the importance of things importance of all things importance of rest but importance of hard work importance of pleasure and joy and the importance of toughness but it's all through like this very like empathetic lens this loving lens and maybe because it's just so young right it's young love and I was in a place where I felt jaded about love while I was in it. But this just feels so drastically different. It was like harsh before. Harsh and hard and it never felt right. If I'm being honest, it never felt right. And this somehow does. Knock on wood, knock, knock, knock. Again, I do not want to jinx this God, higher power, whatever universe, do not jinx me with this. But it just feels good. It feels right. It feels beautiful. It feels like where I'm supposed to be. It feels like I can see my friends. I can hang out with people that I love. I can have new experiences. I can have a life outside of that relationship. I can have a life that's strong and a life that's independent and a life that just feels good outside of it and then I can also enjoy it in it <laughs> before I couldn't have that I couldn't see people I couldn't be around people I couldn't 
couldn't do anything, basically. I f- or at least I felt that way. I felt like I couldn't do anything. Because, you know, maybe my perception of it and the reality of it are two very different things now. But, I don't know, it just feels good. It feels nice. It feels like this is how it's always supposed to be. This is how it was meant to be. This is what love is supposed to be like. And not just... Love is supposed to like enrich your life, right? And not just in one aspect, not just romantically, but it's supposed to enrich all aspects of your life. And I feel enriched in all aspects. Like, to just put it simply, I just feel enriched. It feels like, I don't know, this love is like injecting love into my whole life. And I don't know, do I want to get esoteric or whatever and spiritual and be like, (laughs) you know, the universe sent me love. And not just romantic love, but just sent me love in general. I was like, here, it's your time. Here's love in all aspects of your life. Enjoy it. Because bad love can suck the fucking life out of you. And it's hard to convince yourself that you deserve it. One bad person. One bad relationship. One bad time. One bad moment of your life can convince you that you don't deserve it your whole life. Uh, So right in the middle of that, I actually got a call. And I'm taking that as <laughs> it being time for me to shut it down, to close it. Because honestly, I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Maybe I was going somewhere with it. Oh, I was talking about bad love and how it could ruin your fucking life. And it infests every aspect of your life and how good love can infest every aspect of your life in a good way. I don't want to use the word infest. (laughs) Can radiate through your life. (laughs) But I don't know. Nothing, nothing, uh, no big life updates to report. Just kidding. I don't know. I think I'm going to end it. End it here. But you just hear me ramble. Hear me trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in my head. But this question of deserving. And I don't know. I think we all deserve to be happy. I think we all deserve to be cared for. Not just in like on an individual level, but on a community level. We all deserve to have a strong community around us. A community of chosen family, a community of blood family, a community of friends that are family, friends that feel like family, family that feels like friends. <laughs> just a community neighbors and just folks around you we all deserve that community I think that's what deserve is 
But anyway, that's another topic for another time. Maybe I'll get back into like topical stuff next time. Y'all really want to hear my my opinion on Pete Davidson? <laughs> Speaking of Pete Davidson, I saw mine the other day. I was like, ew, sir. <laughs> I was like, oh no, gross. <laughs> mm. I didn't say that, I just said in my head, wish you well, do not have to see or talk to you. <laughs> Maybe that's the growth. That's what my best friend's mom told me. She's like, ah, I saw my ex and I didn't wish him harm. I didn't wish him bad. I just felt sad for him and wished him well. <laughs> And I feel sad. No, I don't feel sad. I just wish wish my Pete Davidson well. <laughs> That's it. The other one? I don't know about the other one. That one might take me years. <laughs> years to even have one good thought about. <laughs> that one still deserves the deepest, darkest pits of hell. <laughs> you know that clip? I mean, everybody knows this clip. But... And everyone knows the song. Stevie Nicks saying, time casts a spell on you and you won't forget me. You'll never get away from the sound of a woman who loves you. That that clip of her saying that to Lindsay Buckingham like 20 plus years after they recorded that song. That's me, but not so lovingly. <laughs> that's me, but like, <laughs> I want you to suffer. She wants that man to suffer. She wants. She wishes that man eternal suffering. That's why she kicked him out of the band. It was like, ugh, you deserve to be miserable. And you know what, Stevie? I don't disagree. <laughs> Might that be childish of me? Maybe. But, you know, I know he's thinking that too. <laughs> I know he's thinking, I, w- I wish that bitch hell. I'm like, I wish you hell too, bitch. See you there, clink, clink. <laughs> I already know people are going to be like, wow, I can't believe you're talking about that while you're in a relationship. And in a relationship where I feel happy and good and where I can express my trauma and express my feelings to my partner. And he says, that's okay. We'll work through it together. Hmm. Talk about my past and talk about what I've been through and not feel um, horrible about it, not feel judged about it, not feel like... I am being ripped apart for it. Talking about my previous history with sexual assault and not feeling, not made to feel bad. <laughs> not made to feel like I'm the worst person in the world. You're talking about exes. I'm like, I was assaulted. <laughs> and my new partner just goes, let's talk about it, baby. We'll get through it. I'm here for you. So, I don't know. Not me comparing again. Didn't I say at the beginning I wasn't going to do that? Anyways. <laughs> let me drink my let me drink my juice. <sighs> that was annoying. But, yeah, I'm always here about people talking about, like, their lives openly and freely and not feel like they have to, their circumstances are different so they can't talk about certain things. I love when my friends talk about their lives. Talk about things that happened to you five years ago. Let's work it through. We're healing from it, but let's work it through. 
<laughs> talk about things that happened to you when you were young. Let's talk about it. Talk about things that happened to you three days ago. What did that girl do? <laughs> How does she break your heart? What did he do? <laughs> How did he traumatize you this time? So, that's it. That's all I have to say. It's nice to be back again. I don't know when I'll be back again. I don't know what I'll talk about. Maybe I'll have a guest on. I always keep saying that, right? I'm going to have a guest on. I never do. I'm too embarrassed to ask my friends. Because then it feels like a real podcast. And this is like me just like talking shit into my phone. A real podcast. You want me to sit in a room with a microphone and have segments? No. Did you not just hear what I was talking about for the past like 20, 30, 30, 40 minutes? I was just talking shit. (laughs) I was just talking shit. (laughs) I can never do a podcast, like a real one. That's too formal. That's too much. And then you have to have like introductory music and like, am I going to end up like TMG? I don't want to be like TMG with like the big old set. I don't want that. And I don't have, like, famous friends to bring on to my podcast. I do know some influencers. (laughs) I know a couple TikTok stars. (laughs) But, like, no. (laughs) I'm not going to exploit my friends. Absolutely not. So, I don't know. Maybe a guest would be fun. Who knows? Who knows? But that feels a little too serious, and I just want to come on here and talk shit. This is my therapy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Real therapists. Don't start a podcast because you need therapy. <laughs> That's to all the men out there who are trying to start podcasts and YouTube channels. Get some therapy first. Go to therapy. Get, get some psychological evaluations before you start a podcast. Please straight men oh my god i know you're all evil (laughs) i know every straight man out there is evil in his core just truly the abominable snowman just an evil little man (laughs) speaking of little it's always little ones that terrorize you it's always the little one it's always the little man who will terrorize you (laughs) Every time my friend said, I'm dating a short man. No, he's a short king. No, he's not. No, he is not. Uh-uh. A king-sized candy bar is bigger than him. He is not a king. Leave him. <laughs> Let the other short girls deal with him. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. He has a complex. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, okay, this is it. I'm actually saying goodbye. This is what it's like saying goodbye to me in real life. It takes me 20 minutes to say goodbye because I just come up with another joke. I can't help it. I'm so funny. (laughs) But yeah, hopefully I'll be back. I don't know. But wherever you are listening to this, I hope it's beautiful and I hope you feel good and I hope you heal and I hope things feel good. Okay, well, that's all I got. So, I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.